0: I have to say, I'm on her side on this. I've never seen a Superman movie. I don't know how many there are, especially... Well, get I mean... ready
1: for some knowledge, Ryan. <laughs> Welcome to Theoretical Nonsense, the Big Bang Theory watch-along podcast. No PhD necessary. We are the podcast that recaps all episodes of the Big Bang Theory with no spoilers. I'm your host, Rob, and my co-host, Ryan. Hey, I'm Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great. Today, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 2, The Big Brand Hypothesis. What were your overall thoughts? You know, this This is Episode 2 for you. Yeah, Episode
0: 2. And, you know, uh, I'm still kind of learning the characters. Um, I have to remind myself of their names. But, um, you know, some interesting things that, you know, I'm really connecting with myself and wondering, you know, am I this way? Is this how I act again? Last time I was talking about how I've been called Sheldon several times, uh, that I wonder if maybe I do this. And when it comes to, well, it's called the, uh, brand theory. What's this episode called again? The The big uh, brand
1: hypothesis, big brand, because it is about, they talk about the cereal, so extra fiber I cereal big,
0: big on fiber in my cereal. I used to be one of those guys who could give you like a estimate of how much fiber would be in a cup of cereal, depending on what cereal it was. No way. Well, yeah. Like, no, I was really kind of OCD it on it. Too. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, so I take it <laughs> read that it's about health, that it lowers your cholesterol. It helps you move your movements. Uh, it keeps you healthy and happy. So I was really yeah. into it. Then I realized it really wasn't doing all those things for me, but I still really care about fiber. I just don't... Wait, so it didn't help you at all? A little bit. It just wasn't to the point where I wasn't Superman on fiber. And that's what the doctors would basically say. Like, if you have enough fiber, you know, if you look into like Kellogg and all his research, she was like, if you eat fiber, you will be the most epic person you could ever be. And I'm like, oh, it's not that great, but you know, I don't know. I, pr- I feel
1: pretty solid after some Honey Nut Cheerios and some Frosted Flakes. So yeah,
0: that That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was even doing Metamucil for a while. It's like what the old guys do. And then a doctor's <laughs> like, you're really not old enough to be doing Metamucil. I'm like,
1: but I want
0: to be healthy. I want to be everything I can possibly be.
1: <laughs> Listen here, Doc. I read this on WebMD. <laughs> yeah. WebMD told me, drink the Metamucil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a recap for everyone. Uh, Ryan has actually never seen The Big Bang Theory before, and that's why we're no spoilers. But I have seen this series multiple times. So I'm going to do my best to not spoil for anyone, and feel free to, to watch along with us. So without further ado, let's get on with the summary of The Big Brand Hypothesis. So yeah. this aired on October first, two thousand seven. It was written by Chuck Lorre and Bill Prady, just like episode one. They were the original creators of the show, and it was directed by Mark Sandorowski. I'm That's probably what I was butchering that. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Kendrowski, Ryan, do you want to give us a
1: little do you want to give us a little summary on this?
0: Yeah. Uh this episode is basically you know, we have another Instance of Leonard doing a favor for Penny, and it leads into them cleaning her apartment and her reaction to that. And we see some char- interesting character development based on how they all react to Penny being messy and her reaction to them kind of abusing their right with her extra spare key.
1: Very well put. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the scene opens. Uh, the guys are all having dinner. That's uh, Sheldon and Leonard, the main characters, and their friends Raj and Howard. And they got Thai takeout. And Howard is very concerned with the peanuts in his pad thai. And Raj asks for some chopsticks, and Sheldon drops a bunch of knowledge.
0: You know, I uh, like this part because Leonard says, his reaction to Howard complaining about having a peanut allergies and I'll everybody keep an eye on Howard and kind of this notion of, eh, if he swells up and dies, he swells up and dies.
1: Right. <laughs> Just keep an eye. He'll be fine. <laughs> and and then, I uh, feel like, yeah, it's one of those things. Like you can tell that Howard is the overly cautious type and Leonard and everyone else has heard it so many times to the point where like, ugh, you're fine. You're going to be fine. And Sheldon goes yeah.
0: that, it's not B-season, so he says, you can have my, uh, what is it, Ephraim? I can't pronounce that word. Uh, <laughs> the, his pen, Epidol. right? His aller- yeah. Yeah, yeah, an uh, eff- Yeah, um, <laughs> if you need it. But I, I like that statement because it seems if it were B-season, he'd probably just let Howard die. <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> that, no, no, I need my pen. Well, bee- Sh- Sheldon is a very selfish person, you, w- you which know, you'll find out. So ma- he's ma- definitely all about number one selfish or pragmatic now that's the question yes <laughs> so in that regard do you re- relate to sheldon because everyone's always everyone is constantly saying that ryan reminds them of sheldon
0: i would like to say i would share my pen with anybody despite what season it is
1: so you are not a Sheldon in this in this particular instance i
0: i would hope i would hope but you know given b season i you know ask me if i get stung and start swelling
1: up <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so, so first, have, IQ point, right? Yeah, first iq point right yep first iq point in thailand you don't use chopsticks so i take it you did a little bit of research on this as well i did a little research on this too i did one of those uh, shallow dives All right. Tell me your shallow dive. Well, tell the audience your shallow dive. (laughs) What I
0: got, and let's see, who am I citing on this one? Tripsavvy.com. That it is true that chopsticks are typically not used in Thailand uh, unless they're using them for a foreign cuisine, Chinese food. I would imagine they would use it for that like we do. But typically they use spoons and forks. Uh, spoon in right hand, fork in the left hand. And childrens right that the fork is used to manipulate the food onto the spoon, which they use to ingest the food. And typically, no knives are used because the food should already be cut into bite-sized pieces. And if needed, you're supposed to use the spoon
1: to cut the food. Yeah, I actually spell the exact same thing. Exact same thing? yeah and Whoa. the i i did a little bit of a deeper dive on top of that of like where it kind of came from and i yeah. and i found that i uh, according to the internet so we all so of course we found it on the internet so we know it's true so the yeah, internet always, had true some conflict, always they did have some <laughs> conflicting stories but most of them say that they're that at the time of the early 19th century what whichever king was in thailand invited a british consul over and was very impressed by the use of the spoon and fork and that mm. and that's why it became the in quote right way to eat that's
0: usually what happened is that britain got their uh roots into different countries and started giving them spoons and forks to eat with
1: yeah but apparently it's... in my research too that they um the use of chopsticks is still use for certain specific dishes, in particular noodle dishes. Mm-hmm. So in an odd sense, Raj is actually correct at asking for chopsticks. Because Pad Thai oh. is a noodle dish.
0: Interesting. I didn't pick up that part. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Although I did read that it's okay to use forks, or it's usually acceptable to use forks, with food that's not usually served with rice and the example given was fruit and see i'm confused here because like rice is a staple food it can really go with anything so how yeah. do you distinguish this food should not be served with rice we just it's a whole another bucket of worms that confuses me
1: that's true and historically um there have been times where i was actually served rice with pad thai oh i was gonna a say strange i don't know if there were if that was right or wrong, but I got it, and you know what, I carbo loaded that day. Yeah, <laughs> this noodle rice dish is not
0: socially acceptable, but I'm gonna love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I often do mango on top of rice and like kind of put chili powder on it, and you get that sweet, spicy,
1: in the carbs. And I'm like, how would I eat? This? Yeah, I've actually, yeah, I've actually had like, um, it's very, um, there's a Mexican dish that that does yeah. that too, where they take the mango and they put the Taishen powder on top of it. That's probably where it's Sweet I got and it spicy. From. Somebody, uh when I was working, I don't
0: know, as a cashier somewhere, somebody's like, you really gotta try this. And I'm like, okay. If you're left-handed, did you see anything about if it'd be socially acceptable to switch the hand you use the fork and spoon with?
1: I have not. That's right? right? That's what I'm
0: <laughs> like uh usually people who are right-handed, what? They cut with their right hand and then it's acceptable to switch your fork into your right hand and then eat with it. But being We're gonna have to do a deeper
1: dive on on dining etiquette. Right. This gets oh man, this is a whole thing. Ah, This is opening up so many can of worms right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what happens after they talk about the silverware? So Penny pops over and Lenny gets very nerdy about her working at the cheesecake. Factory. <laughs> he Talking calls about a, carbs, right? A carbohydrate delivery system. <laughs> yes! <laughs> then Howard pops over and he speaks Russian to Penny, one of his six languages, because in the previous episode he spoke French and Chinese. So he makes, so he uses his knowledge of another language to make a pass at Penny, calling her a cheesecake-scented goddess.
0: And he says... Haven't you ever been told you're beautiful in another language, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "No." And he goes, "Get used to it." So charming. She, <laughs> she goes, "I probably won't." <laughs> and I picked up on this because I'm wondering if, you know, this second episode, so learning their characters, does she realize, I mean, it's uh understandable that she understands that they're all nerdy and dorky? but does she realize to what extent they are all kind of pining after her?
1: I think she sees it to an extent, but at the mm. same time as a very pretty girl trying to become an actress, she must be on some level self-aware that she's yeah. always being hit on. And I feel like that's an issue with like a lot of women too, with mm. like, no matter like, like guys just in general will always like, flirt or they'll always kind of make passes and everything like that and everything, and it's an issue that a lot of women have to deal with nowadays,
0: yeah, and you know the only uh comparison I really have to it is uh, I've been to gay bars a couple of times and it's constantly being hit on, and you know for me it's uh turning the tables around, and I imagine if it was a daily thing it would get frustrating, but for a little bit, I was like kind of flattered, like, "Hey, I'm am a good looking guy. I feel good looking." But if that's twenty four seven, I could see it getting irritating, and you kind of brush it off, right?
1: Yeah, I I can definitely see it getting annoying after a while. So I think mm-hmm. the lesson here is everyone don't be like Howard.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a little he's a little much. But yeah, he's
1: he's kind of just showing that that creepy level at this point like he's just like slowly more and more just kind of like making passes at her in kind of a creepy way and everything like that he thinks he's charming and he thinks he's like like some adonis you know
0: but he's kind of creepy Uh, i i like the way she brushed him off i probably won't
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah she she was very good about it which kind of is a sign that it's been happening a lot and she just knows how to deal with the creeps
0: yeah, that's, um. I think that's a great way to put it, is that showing that she knows how to deal with it, but it's not that she doesn't like them. Uh, I think that she's still friendly towards them, at least uh, Sheldon and Leonard, right? But she, she knows how to deal with herself and handle herself around the creeps.
1: So then so Penny she... lets everyone know that she's getting some furniture delivered and loans everyone her spare, well, loans Leonard in particular her spare key. Because she'll I, be at work
0: I like this they uh following up on the doing a favor for her right in the first episode they went to get her TV back and now she's asking another favor and there's like I can do it right
1: totally yeah <laughs> so it's definitely showing that he's willing to do like whatever for her yeah he's definitely showing the interest mm-hmm at least the audience the audience is very is very aware at this point that he is really into her
0: yeah and
1: he's he's kind
0: of admitting it but he doesn't want to admit it out loud right they get to uh they invite her over for food and a superman marathon
1: right yes and she asks well a marathon how many superman movies are there I have to say I'm on her side on this.
0: I've never seen a Superman movie. I don't know how many there are, especially. We'll get I ready mean,
1: for some knowledge, Ryan. <laughs> since 2007, there's been a few more released too, right? So, so a little fun thing that I did realize is that Sheldon is very festive. He was wearing a Superman T-shirt. Oh, well, only fitting with they're going to watch a Superman marathon.
0: That's perfect. And I didn't
1: even notice that. One thing, a little hint for all the audience in you, Ryan, is that, like, a lot of Sheldon's emotions are carried in his shirt. So keep an eye on his T-shirts.
0: You know, uh, to be fair with that one, I just made some friends watch a classic Japanese horror movie that it deserves its own discussion, but it's called House, Houseu. And it is surreal, to say the least, and when I showed this movie, I actually wore a shirt with the iconic cat from the movie. I'm like, I'm festive too. So maybe in that instance, I was Sheldon a little bit. You are.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Well,
0: now that we point might have to Sheldon. start a tally.
1: Right. <laughs> we have to start a tally. <laughs> <laughs> so far and then at got. the very end of the entire series, I guess we'll ha- <laughs> we'll tally everything up and decide if you are sheltered or not oh
0: i like this idea <laughs> one point for not knowing the superman movies one point for wearing the t-shirts <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well how many superman movies are there i did a little bit of a deep dive on this one and Tell me. honestly the answer it depends how you think of it because there are live action movies mm-hmm. and there are also animated movies movies. Grand total in the DC universe, there are 26 animated films. There are 18 unofficial animated films, and there are 12 live-action films. And then, if we want to count the original short films in the 1940s, then the grand total is 73. Whoa. How many do you think they're watching for this marathon? Honestly, like, they... It's one day. I would imagine they're just going to do the, well, in quotes, original. Uh, a lot of people associate the Christopher Reeves series mm-hmm. as the original. So I would imagine it's that one, which I believe they're, God, the nerds are going to yell at me. Uh, maybe Four. <laughs> I've actually Maybe never you should seen... get a PhD. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm working on it. I just keep failing. And that's why we're doing this podcast. No PhDs. <laughs> but yeah, Superman originally debuted in cinemas in 1941 as an animated short. But the very first live action was actually in 1948. So Superman has like a really rich history in cinemas wow i'm surprised that animation was the first to come out yeah it was like you know how i uh, this is why i say i don't know if we can count it or not because Mm -hmm. you know in movie like in the old movies where they would actually play like a little cartoon animated like little thing like five ten minute thing that's where he originated in uh, so it's kind of like well it was only it was a short so it was a film short but it was in the cinemas so i don't know if we can necessarily count that as a movie but kind of like a uh looney
0: tunes <sighs> or Merry
1: melody's short skit right so That's they get many... into
0: the conversation of well penny's favorite part is when superman saves lois lane which to me sounds like probably happens in every single one of them but they all know she's talking about the first one and they yeah. get into a conversation over whether or not she would be cut into pieces. Did so, you do any research on this? What are your thoughts?
1: A little bit. So it goes into into the question of how does Superman fly? Is it a yeah. feat of strength? Is it the gravity? Like, it's one of those things. Like, I started diving into it, but then it got to a point where I was like, this is like nerdy beyond me. I don't even know where to start, and I always just assumed it was the because of the sun. Like, I I guess. Okay, this might open up a huge can of worms, but I'm actually not the biggest Superman fan. I I, think he's. I think he's a little boring. I think he's a little bit on the one noted side. I think they're probably. I again, I never really dove deep into it, so I've never really seen that much complexity to him and i feel like they made him too much since he was like one of the original superheroes i feel like they made him way too powerful so granted i know he's like weak to kryptonite and everything like that but aside that it's like dang what can't this guy do shoot lasers he could fly super strength amazing moral compass it's like this guy's too good to be true and that's what kind of makes him a little boring to me
0: And my understanding is, every time he comes across a situation he can't handle, he usually has, like, a new power that helps him handle it. Like, oh, now I have x-ray vision. Oh, I have... Does he shoot lasers from his eyes? Yeah. Yeah, okay, there you go. Um, And I've gone back and forth on this because, for me, like you said, a little boring that I... Want to know that he's not perfect. I like having characters with dilemmas and imperfections, and he is everything. But some people I've read like to know when they read this it's a fantasy, it's an escapism that the good guy is definitely going to win. And they just play along with the roller coaster of let's see how he wins. Same thing with Sherlock Holmes that Sherlock Holmes is
1: never not going to solve the case. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like that's actually a great illustration of why people like this show too, mm. where it's a, it's kind of a fun show. They don't take itself too serious. They honestly don't really tackle a lot of like, like dark topics or like very like morally dilemma, like moral dilemmas. Mm. They don't really dive into that. It's a very lighthearted show. And that's kind of like, I feel like, is why this show is so popular and why it survived 12 seasons. It's a happy show. It brings good times, not too serious. There's not this huge arc that you have to constantly follow episode after episode. You can start and stop pretty much any time.
0: Pick up where, you know, if you've missed the season, you can still pick up and kind of know the characters and know that they're in a misadventure or whatever and see how they solve it. So what did you go with? Do you think Lois Lane would be cut into pieces? Or I I actually gave up researching this because I'm like, you know, Superman is kind of does everything he needs to do. So I think it's a personal opinion.
1: I think at the end of the... If we want to go into realistic, I don't... I think Superman is strong and fast enough to be able to decelerate. That's awesome.
0: Even in a foot or two, he has the calculations in his head to make it work
1: yeah sheldon argued that he didn't have the space but i feel like since it's superman we have to suspend belief for like a little Mm. bit because at the end of the day it's a comic book but i feel like he is like strong enough and powerful enough to decelerate although it would be interesting if you went to catch her and she broke into three pieces (laughs)
0: movie (laughs) over (laughs) <laughs> like, done, done, in, his,
1: in his shame he flies into the sun at the end of <laughs> the <end. laughs> uh, so they so they can okay so the guys go into this huge nerdy debate penny walks away and leonard shouts out that he has 2600 comic books and let let's go solve this right now go find an 20- example so (laughs) so i did do like a shallow dive on 2600 comic books Ooh, that is a lot of comic books so i looked at the i tried to look at how long it would be but it's really hard to tell like so every comic book industry has their own type of paper and their own dimensions and everything like that so i wanted to see how much space like mass that would actually take up but it was really hard to figure out because i didn't want to do inaccurate information and i couldn't find my comic books to actually measure so Mm. i went by weight so the average weight of a comic book ranges between 1.9 and 2.5 ounces so i went in the middle and said 2.2 ounces so if he has 2600 comic books that is 357 and a half pounds of comics like that is like Oh, my God. thats I don't believe so he could fit that things. in his
0: apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the structural integrity of that building would be compromised. It would collapse. <laughs> it would collapse
1: under the weight of the comics. But, yeah, I just thought about that because I was like, oh, I had a lot of comic books growing up. I probably only had to like, 300. Like, just, like, a hodgepodge of, like, different titles. I get confused with
0: comics. I, I love comics, but... Editions are released and re released in so many different forms that they'll be like the original one, the weekly or bi weekly uh, paperback version. Then there's usually a version where like three of them are collected into a uh, better quality. And there's like compendiums where it's cheap paper and then there's like hardback versions. And I'm like, it's too many options. I don't know which one to get. So I end up getting none of them. <laughs> just
1: watch the movies just watch the we movies we don't have time for that yeah yeah we don't books way that. too much uh, i'm not strong enough to hold that <laughs> many comics she she does
0: leave and uh isn't it raj who says the pretty girl has left <laughs> he, he's still not talking to her she's like still not talking to raj but as soon as she goes she's like guys the pretty girl's gone <laughs> so
1: that's another illustration of how when they have really intense conversations with each other, the rest of the world around them just kind of disappears and they're only entranced with their own conversation. Not mm. the not the last time that this will happen. Not even in this episode. Nope. <laughs> 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 That's what I was going for. <laughs>
0: yeah. So scene two, the next scene. Uh they're signing right. for the furniture. It's a huge box, right? And I think at this point we don't know what it is, but they do let us know later that it is a uh, entertainment system. Right? They uh, want to move it up with. Well, first of all, they tell the guy to that they're
1: going to have to take it upstairs, but the guy just turns his back on them. So and they like, they sign for the package. It's this giant box. They tell them it's on the fourth floor, and then he just leaves. Yep. So Sheldon and Leonard need to brainstorm and figure out how they're actually going to get that box up the stairs especially with a broken elevator
0: the broken elevator comes in again it's like the only thing i know about this show coming in is that the elevator's broken and it's making its appearance once again
1: yep and leonard gets a little cocky and and says that they are the descendants of the great archimedes yeah and then the box falls on him
0: i like that i don't got it i don't (laughs) got it he's going down (laughs) talking about comic books weighing too much it's exact
1: uh Yep, same situation. (laughs) Same situation. It's too heavy. (laughs) So for all you who don't know, Archimedes, he was a mathematician that made several accomplishments around the field of math. Uh, There are actually several rules of math and principles that that are named after him. There's actually the Archimedes principle and the Archimedes screw. And I did not dive any deeper. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we need. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know what? For anybody that, that's interest, I'll let you discover that on your own.
0: I've spent all my time researching Superman. I'm done. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: there are more important things like yeah. Superman. And the way of a closest Lane be three pieces or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to figure out how they're going to bring it up. They're having some troubles they're pushing it up it's sliding down they're making a little headway then they fall back and everything like that so all while that they're doing this they converse over leonard's intentions so sheldon is constantly the voice of reason in these situations Mm -hmm. with down from leonard's intentions to how are we going to get this box up the like, I'm sorry, did we, like, get stronger all of a sudden? Do we have the right tools or the physical strength to do this? How are we going to do this? What makes so, you think this
0: is going to happen, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I was thinking two things about the scene. I uh, a flashback to episode one where they were completely out of ideas about getting into the apartment building. And then the Girl Scout comes up and shows them, oh, you just hit all the buttons and walk right in. And this one, they're like completely out of ideas. Not that there's a simple, you know, maybe waiting for calling some more people over or something might be a solution, but it's also this idea that they're, they're easily stumped. No matter how intelligent they are, they do get stumped pretty easily and they end up uh, trying to push it up. And like you said, they fall back a few steps, they push it up. Uh, I'm also reminded of, the Friends episode with the pivoting couch where Ross is trying to, (laughs) right, pivot. And especially when they get to the corner and Sheldon goes, so what's your uh, calculation for getting around the corner? (laughs) Right? And (laughs) he's like, what? What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) For being theoretical physicists, you'd think that they would just, rather than just diving in knee deep or just head first that they would have actually like assessed the situation and built a plan but they just kind of went for it but isn't that kind of what
0: leonard's doing with his uh heart on his sleeve is that he's just going for it that you know we don't think necessarily with our brains when we're uh in love and he's like i want to show that i'm a regular guy and i'm tough i can do this and he makes it happen but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what they made it up there yeah they made but it up during, but during during their struggles they had this great conversation where leonard says not all men want sex and sheldon has this great response yeah the ones that already have had sex
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh we, we don't do favors just for sex yeah the ones who just have sex don't
1: need it don't want sex right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I thought it was nice that sh- how, showing how w- witty sheldon is yeah uh and this brings up something that i've been going back and forth uh
0: later on it talks about he doesn't understand sarcasm but he has bits and pieces where i kind of wonder like uh does he understand it you know maybe it comes down to sarcasm is just a feeling in your heart sometimes and that we go with it based on emotion as much as actually understanding it.
1: But he does seem sarcastic at times humorous. I feel like in that situation, I feel like Sheldon you you'll see this with Sheldon that he lives on a one way street. Mm -hmm. So if he, he can dish it, but he can't take it. Mm. So sarcasm might be the same thing where it's like, I can understand it if I'm the one saying it and kind of like, projecting it onto the world around me but if someone does it to me what it gets confusing
0: (laughs) you know i think that uh theory would fly with me because i'm thinking of the other points that i thought about and that it's always him dishing it when he understands the sarcasm or it seems like he does and great caesar's ghost
1: penny's place is a mess
0: yeah it takes him by surprise a little bit right Sheldon mentions that it seems like the coffee table, coffee table, table—how do I just pronounce that? Table is having a yard
1: sale on the couch, and Leonard just go, goes on to say it's just a little messy. A little and messy. Sheldon says the Mendelbrot set of complex numbers is a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to look it up, and you know what? It checks out. Super it checks messy. Out. I don't even. Pretty messy. I don't even know what I'm lo-
0: Don't even know what I'm
1: looking at. <laughs>
0: What did you think from looking at her apartment? uh, Was it messy? Are you that messy? Are you uh, a
1: little bit I'm not that messy. So I am definitely, um, between me and my wife, I am definitely the... She's the, in quote, cleaner one. Like, she's Mm. all about, like, deep cleaning, moving the couch to, like, vacuum and mop and everything like that. She's, like, a cleaner person. Whereas I'm more of the organized person. Mm. I don't I'll still deep clean, don't worry. I'm not I'm not a pig. <laughs> but I will definitely Am I take more of an effort in terms of organizing. So Penny's apartment is my nightmare.
0: Do you organize by fiber? Fiber content.
1: <laughs> I honestly don't have enough cereal to do that. Oh that's almost sad. I, I am missing that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Are you are you like what 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 were your overall impressions with Penny's apartment?
0: I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I don't think I'm that messy, but you know, I'm on I, I see people I have friends who are very messy, and then I come from family that is OCD on cleanliness. And we're talking uh my grandmother having pieces of carpet underneath her cars in the garage so that if they leaked oil it wouldn't get on the floor in the garage Wow, for the garage (laughs) yeah uh her garage was cleaner than most people's apartments i've visited i'm gonna be uh it was uh definitely ocd and my dad's uh not on the same level as her i I feel like it's kind of catered down or tapered down over the generations but my dad stole uh very clean. Everything has to be immaculate. Uh, However, he does let his garage get a little dirty. So he's kind of, and then there's me where I like to have an empty sink, a clean sink. I'll go back and forth between cleaning up the kitchen after every single meal or every couple days. Uh, And then I'll go back and forth between kind of putting stuff out and then cleaning up to having clean for like a week on end every single day. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a
1: mix. Okay, so you're not Sheldon then because you'll see that Sheldon is definitely very OCD. Yeah, very uh, not only is he neat and organized, but he's also very clean. Like he likes to have everything sanitized as well.
0: Although I would say that my cereals not organized by fiber Towards the left, I have smaller boxes, and they range to bigger boxes. And then to warm cereals, I have like a bag of grits, I have a box of oatmeal, and I have some muesli. I guess that's not warm cereal, but it's in a bag, so it goes on the right side. There's some chaotic logic a little to bit
1: of... <laughs> my cereal organization. <laughs> so that leads into the next part of the conversation. Leonard asked Sheldon if, he's ever, if it's ever occurred to him... That not everybody has a compulsive need to organize and sort the world around them. And Sheldon says no. No. So we learn that Sheldon does categorize his cereal numerically by fiber content. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about like the highest fiber cereal that 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 you've ever had.
0: I I believe usually fiber one. I believe it has like 20 to 30% of fiber, daily fiber intake per serving, which is usually like a cup or so. Uh, that That's a great cereal for fiber if you're looking for fiber. And then before that, you know, they say Wheaties. Wheaties really doesn't have that much fiber. I'd say uh, shredded mini-wheats. Although with shredded mini-wheats, if you get with the Frosted, you start upping the sugar intake. And having a lot of sugar with a lot of fiber, and eh, it's kind of neut- you know—neutralizing the health benefits, right? Pretty much, yeah. So you could do like a crackle and oat bran, or a uh, yeah, fiber one's just
1: a terrific fiber cereal. Well, this was the funnest deep dive that I've done so far. Yeah, so I looked into the highest fiber cereals. <laughs> so for everybody out there, a little knowledge on fiber. Most adults should get about 25 to 38 grams of fiber per day, according to most doctors. And I wanted to use a standard s- cereal that we all know, Frosted Flakes, as our baseline. Mm-hmm. So Frosted Flakes has one gram of fiber, a single gram. And the s- and all of these are based off serving sizes. So yeah. the serving size is very different amongst all of the cereals. They range from two thirds of a cup to a half a cup to a full cup. Like they kind of just range honestly, like it's really just up to the discretion of the company of what they mm-hmm. want to establish as a serving size
0: and how so, they want the numbers to look, uh, you know, how much sugar is in a serving. So they want to keep that it, number down.
1: Exactly. So I looked at the top five. So top five, General Mills, Fiber One. Yeah! The one... <laughs> you did it, buddy. <laughs> so 18 grams per serving. Woo-hoo. So if you have two servings of that, that's pretty much your day of fiber. <laughs> Number two, Kellogg's All, Brand, All Brands Buds. Hmm, Never heard of that one, but it has 17 grams per serving. Number three, Barbara's High Fiber Original. I've never heard of that I've one. I've never heard of that
0: one. I've heard of the Buds, yeah.
1: but... Barbara's has 14 grams of fiber. Number four, Kashi Lean, uh, 13 grams.
0: That's kind of a newer no. one, though, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Kashi's kind of uh,
0: maybe the last decade. I think Fiber One's been around longer. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think so. I didn't lo- oh. look into the uh
1: <laughs> But yeah, I do remember when Kashi's like got really big in like the mid-2000s, like 2005, yeah. 2006, everybody mm-hmm. was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And number five, number five, Kellogg's All Brand Original. All Brand. All Brand, sorry. <laughs> all Brand Original, 12 grams.
0: And again, with Kellogg being the guy who is really into... uh fiber and healthy bulky food material at breakfast so you can see why he would be kind of the go-to with thinking about fiber but fiber one man blows him out of the water yeah and it's 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 not that bad tasting with some brand cereals you eat it and you're like man this is like eating dirt but with fiber one it's kind of like eating dirt with like a little uh almost like graham cracker taste to it so a little hint of cinnamon then. A little cinnamon
1: dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to, I found a website that has the unhealthiest cereals of uh, all Oh, there time. we go. There we go. So this is on Eat This, Not That. So eatthis.com. Any guesses on number one? I want to say that Lucky Charms once made an all-marshmallow
0: cereal. I might be mistaken on that, but that's what I'm going with.
1: Well, according to this, it's Kellogg's Smart Start Original Antioxidants. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah. (laughs) Per one and a fourth cup, 240. So this is about twice the amount of like serving sizes, like the, the brand cereals. Yeah, yeah. So 240 calories, one gram of fat. Two hundred and sixty milligrams of sodium, fifty six grams of carbs, three grams of fiber, eighteen grams of sugar, and five grams of protein. That's a so, quite a bit of sugar. I I honestly would have thought like other cereals would have been more. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I'm gonna have to look
0: into the cereal and give it a shot before the next yeah. podcast and say, Does well, it taste anyone... that unhealthy? <laughs>
1: Well, we won't spend too much time on this. Um, <laughs> if anybody's interested, this is on eatthis.com. So at this point, Sheldon starts to clean.
0: Yeah. And uh, Penny gets home, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So yeah. they have a little bit of back and forth of Sheldon cleaning. Leonard tries to talk him out of it but like, dude, what are you doing? You're in mm. somebody else's apartment. Stop that.
0: Basically, go home and leonard wakes up in the middle of the night to a uh disturbance he uh hears something going on and so he
1: takes out his trusty lightsaber right (laughs) i want to rewind back a little second sure sure um, before they leave sheldon looks at penny and says you don't have to live like this. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here. You don't have to live like this. Nothing but confusion in Penny's eyes. <laughs> hmm And that's something about
0: Penny is that so sometimes I'm left wondering, is she just confused or is she just playing it off like whatever? <laughs> but at <laughs> this time whatever. she's a little confused, yeah.
1: Like there are certain people that you meet that you want to keep the conversation as short as possible. And mm-hmm. i feel like sheldon is that at this stage sheldon is that person for penny
0: and penny doesn't have uh, any problem just turning around and going back into her apartment or whatever when she needs to i, I appreciate nope. that about her
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep just get up and leave there's something <laughs> respectable about that because like i have the hardest time doing that i always feel like mm-hmm. i need to like you know like oh hey everyone just a to let you know i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go i have to go do this or make up some sort of like reason why i'm leaving but she's just like bye felicia
0: she's like i'm gone (laughs) i'm out of (laughs) here
1: so like you were saying leonard walks out to defend his territory with a lightsaber
0: you know this reminds me of uh the other day uh well i was out of town and we the group of friends i was with got the impression that there might be somebody in the house. And so one friend said we need to get arms up and pull the knife out of the knife. What, what are they called? Knifing units? What what holds the knives on your kitchen counter? Oh, knife block. Block. A block? Yeah. A block. And everybody's like, wow, that's really sophisticated. So I go to pull one out and I pull out the bread knife. So... I felt kind of like Leonard protecting myself. You know, he has the lightsaber and I have this bread knife that what am I going to do? Surrogate a bad guy to death or something.
1: Uh, but You're going to butter him to death. I'm
0: going to butter him. <laughs> <laughs> Take some butter, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciated uh, Leonard having the lightsaber because I don't always pick up the best <laughs> items for protection either.
1: <laughs> it made me like a little jealous. Like, I've always, wa- like, there was a time when I first started watching this show, I would see all, like, their little toys and everything, and I'd be, like, mm-hmm. a little jealous. Like, oh, I want that. I want that lightsaber. It's so cool. As far as I
0: know, the lightsaber he had, I, I feel like I've looked at them before. There's the type that extend that you kind of, like, shake out, and those are cheap. Those are, like, $5, $10. Uh, but the one he had with that light, I believe that they're pretty expensive. They're, like, over $100.
1: They are. They're like I think at Disney, um, you could actually build them. Ooh. Like you could actually go go to Galaxy's Edge, and actually like go and actually build your own lightsaber, where it's like this big ceremony where everybody like picks out their parts and everything like that and builds it. I, th- I think it's about one hundred fifty.
0: Well, if I have kids, when I have kids, that's the first thing yeah, we're they- doing in Disney World.
1: <laughs> yep. You're gonna build a lightsaber, and then you're gonna take theirs so you could duel lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> and then when people are like, "Aren't you a little old for toys?" I'm like, "Well, I have kids. It's their toys, right?" Um, uh, I just have an, a very active imagination with my child.
0: Yeah, I, I support his, hers, theirs uh, interests and in imaginations. <laughs> 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 so he finds uh, Sheldon cleaning
1: her apartment penny's apartment in the middle of the night and leonard does a horrible job trying to talk him out of it just like it why don't you just why don't you just grab him by the like the ear or the neck and just drag him out
0: and this led me to believe that it's partially because leonard agrees with Sheldon, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean he'll he actually look at too. Th- Well, yeah, if you actually look at their apartment, their apartment is actually very clean. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Leonard just caved in because he's such a pushover, and he doesn't know how to stand up to Sheldon. He doesn't know how to convince him because these people don't use violence. It's just not in their nature. It's just like they, they are intellects. They use their words. And Leonard has the hardest time winning these debates with Sheldon, that it's almost easier to just do what he says, Mm -hmm. which is a very common trend throughout the entire series. So at this point, we learn a little IQ. We have another IQ point. A high IQ point. Sheldon says that evolution has made women sensitive to high pitch noises while they sleep. So they'll be roused by a crying baby. And if you want to avoid waking Penny, he'll have to speak in a lower, re- a in a lower, lower register, like Darth Vader, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. That's
0: when he goes. So if you did, have time did you do a to clean, little- you have time to clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a little diving into this. I don't know. I, I started. I probably spent too much time on it because I started finding it interesting. But I, I'm curious. What did you find out first?
1: Well, I. I found a lot of articles about this, and I found in my research, it doesn't necessarily, according to the research that I found, it wasn't necessary necessarily evolutionary that created mm-hmm. this, but just the differences in biology. So in the research, it says that men and women do hear differently, that men hear certain frequencies better than women and vice versa. hmm so in this particular case Sheldon is correct that women do hear higher frequencies better than males.
0: And we have to say generally because a large part of this is you know it's not huge differences or every single woman hears better than every single man right that there are uh flukes and other things to consider when thinking about this hearing damage uh lives and something I found really interesting was they, they started talking about, you know, part of it is just being what you're born with. But part of it was, there's oh, the resource I found by Dennis McFadden, uh, psychologicalscience.org that hormones play a part of it too. And there's some suggestions that homosexuals have, are in a different group than, so like if you say women hear higher frequencies more than men Then homosexual women hear it less so than, uh, straight women. And same thing with homosexual men might hear more high frequencies than women because of hormones. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. So some, yeah, it kind of makes it, you know, still learning about what causes what with hearing, but I found that really interesting. They also brought up that there are some problems, especially when talking to kids about understanding what they are hearing, what they're not hearing. And they wonder if maybe attention spans have altered their studies because if somebody is bored or not paying attention, they might hear something but not mention that they heard it. And communication itself, where they hear it, but they don't know how to exactly vocalize
1: what they heard or how they heard it. So as a married man, my wife thinks I'm deaf then.
0: Yeah. But you are, (laughs) aren't you? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) So something else I kind of looked into or got brought up was... Well, how do they put it? Uh, Habitual noises, basically being desensitized and subconsciously knowing what you're supposed to hear. So the notion is if a woman has a baby and psychologically, subconsciously, she knows I have to wake up if I hear that baby, part of her mind is going to be active and it's going to be listening for that. Whereas somebody who's like, I need to sleep, I don't have kids their brain will automatically tune it out or try to. So it's
1: more about expectations then. Partially. I think that plays into it. I definitely understand that. Um, My dog actually was just recently very sick. She was having like some stomach issues. Yeah. So as I was going to sleep, I was actually like looking for like the signs of a disturbance. I was actually looking for her to kind of gag or something like that. And like a little sign that she was about to vomit or something like that. So I was actually like, on guard like the entire time so the moment i heard anything i literally just shot up and like yeah. ran over there like oh, nothing brings okay. me out of bed
0: quicker than hearing my dog starting to throw up and i'm like ah
1: yeah <laughs> ah, new carpet, new carpet ah. <laughs> new carpet get to the tile
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right so i i thought that was fascinating i did i spent my uh time researching that instead of superman
1: all right so they start cleaning and honestly like like i was saying earlier i cannot explain the rest of what happened as they clean it's like why didn't leonard try harder why didn't he just do something why didn't he just leave like why like no good is gonna come out of the situation
0: Mm -hmm. and it doesn't because the next morning they wake up
1: and they wake up to her yelling right Yep. The guys start talking. Sheldon actually tells ever tells Leonard that he slept very deeply and very well. And I like, he starts off by saying, I'm going to have a
0: low fiber cereal today. It's a good day. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as they hear her screaming, he's like, I'm going to have a high fiber cereal. He switches
1: (laughs) directions, right? Very quickly. (laughs) So I, I was looking at the cereal that he had. Yeah. Um, from what I could actually see he had frosted mini bites honey puffs and big bran big bran was uh honey puffs was the choice that he was going to make when life was good but yeah. then when life got bad he chose the big bran the big bran so I at this point I got a little nerdy and I was like looking at his cereal choices and where he grabbed from and it seemed like he really didn't have it in order numerically because really? Sheldon chooses the Honey Puffs cereal, which is actually yeah. a real cereal. I looked into mm. it. One gram of fiber, which he grabbed from the second farthest to the left. And the farthest to the left was the frosted mini bites. It was frosted mini bites, which I'm guessing was fake because I looked into it and I couldn't find anything. I
0: you think, think that would be play like on the frosted mini weeds. Mini weeds?
1: Yeah. Like which has about shredded six. stuff. Yeah, the yeah. shredded mini weeds. Shredded mini weeds, uh, which have six grams of fiber. So that was the farthest left was the what? What? Which was his high fiber cereal, and then there are like six other cereal boxes to the right. Huh. So it's like that means everything to the right and beyond has less than one gram of fiber. You know, I was
0: taking it that I, I would have to pay closer attention that. Things on the left had low fiber and moving to the right had um, things to the left had less fiber. Moving to the right had more fiber. So whatever was on the left side of the honey puffs would be no fiber at all. That's like pure sugar. And that, well, I guess
1: the thing, I guess what, what I was thinking, because he grabbed the big brand from the center, but then to the left of him was honey puffs. But then to the left of them was the it was the frosted mini bites mini bites it was the frosted mini bites which was a fake cereal and if we look at the closest one next to it or the closest real cereal is the frosted mini wheats, which has six grams of fiber but if it
0: is completely fictional we can assume that they are frosted mini bites of sugar and so it's just like clumps of sugar frosted with more sugar okay (laughs) (laughs) okay we're we're taking a a stretch of imagination we're pulling a (laughs) superman hypothesis out of here that you know anything's possible in the land of fiction but i i agree that there are uh, some inconsistencies with the fiber hypothesis
1: (laughs) (laughs) but anyways i just noticed that and i was like huh i wonder if it actually is in numerical order maybe it is it's a fake serial all right so then penny wakes and Leonard is wondering how she knew it was them. Sheldon left a note to Penny. And that's how she knew. And he says that he left a note suggesting a organizational, an organizational schematic for her closet.
0: And that's his big thing is that uh, through it, she's mad. But he keeps asking her, like, did you uh, think that schematic was okay? <laughs> right? The... <laughs> Or
1: right,
0: yeah, like, are you just yeah. mad that we broke in,
1: or uh and what makes you more upset that way, that we broke in, or that I offered a new organizational paradigm?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Penny asks, "What kind of doctor removes shoes from asses?"
0: And that's where he starts the answer, but Leonard has a little sign in the back saying "sarcasm," mm-hmm.
1: so now they're indicating sarcasm that- sign
0: yeah uh sheldon did not understand her sarcasm nope <laughs> <laughs> get into that, a little bit of a s- argument and she leaves and leonard's feeling bad right
1: yep leonard feels bad and he forces sheldon to apologize where sheldon then reveals that he has a master's and two phds yeah and that he shouldn't be forced to apologize right <laughs> yeah (laughs) he is above this (laughs) so he goes over and i'll just say this you'll understand this later but he does a single knock and then penny answers and he tries to understand what's going on he apologizes um more or less sincere, but he's definitely a, like a child and he does it very half acidly. And in this moment, Sheldon is actually a great wingman calling Le- Leonard a thorough and gentle lover. Which is a great wingman, but
0: maybe inappropriate for the time. But I feel like Sheldon's actually trying here. He doesn't know that, he doesn't understand that it's not the appropriate time to be talking about that. Leonard's kind of uh, like... Oh, my God, right? And Very embarrassed. Very embarrassed. Understandably. And so uh, Penny closes the door, right? And it's the next scene where she's walking downstairs. And who does she run into? Nobody other than
1: Rajesh. Yeah. The man who cannot speak to women.
0: So this is a completely one-sided discussion where he's just sitting there. He's not even nodding. I, I love this scene because... Th- happens to me so often where i'm in my own world and he goes off on this tangent she's talking and talking and he's like maybe i should follow my mother's advice on marriage right
1: and then he, <laughs> yeah comes maybe back. he should yeah maybe he should marry an indian girl <laughs> yeah
0: and he comes back and he's like oh no she's looking for a response what do i do <laughs> just nod just nod
1: <laughs> yeah he's like ha- having this inner monologue not even paying attention to what she's saying he says things like she smells of vanilla and that's probably because of the cheesecake that she's always around (laughs) and penny is kind of just like going off on this tangent going about like her trust issues and um he she talks about how her sister shot her husband accidentally while drunk which he does pick up on because he mentions it later that uh, she might be upset because her sister shot her husband, yeah. right? That's all she took from... That's all he took from the situation is like, oh, I think she's upset probably because her <laughs> sister shot her husband. <laughs> and then the part that but, I, I love the part where uh, she
0: hugs him and thanks him for being such a great listener and his response is, turn your pelvis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and, man! Ah, <laughs> uh, that brings me back to high school days, like the end of dates and hugging me, like oh, I gotta turn my <laughs> pelvis a little bit, <laughs> or like the so first this
1: moment you're a Rajesh.
0: <laughs> yeah, slow dances in high school, same thing. Where, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey,
1: twelve inch roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 12. Keep the space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they go back and, to. Uh the apartment and uh is it howard's playing ddr right
1: yep howard is playing ddr and i love what he says grab a napkin homie because you just got served <laughs> for just what that it's worth in
0: i'm really impressed that they're able to keep up with ddr because whenever i really get into it i'm, I'm breathless and start failing because i almost pass out due to a lack of oxygen
1: well, we don't know what level he was playing at, so... That's fair, <laughs> it that's fair, been but easy. I... I, <laughs> it I was impressed. That. I was like, wow. <laughs> that's the type of guy push kinda, a furniture up a staircase is what that is. <laughs> they should have called Howard. Another thing I was going to say, why didn't they call a friend? Call a friend, phone a friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in this scene, kind of just shows Howard again at how confident he is. He's very... He has a lot of, like it seems like he has a lot of self-esteem for how confident and he can be a little charismatic. It's like who goes up to people and says the things that he says, Mm -hmm. you have to have a lot of confidence and self-esteem, which, well, we'll get into a little later.
0: Yeah. I think he's got some interesting characteristics because he's also, he also understands that. Oh, what's the word he he has his own issues right so when raj says oh she hugged me and he goes how and then raj hugs him <laughs> and he's kind of like that's not what i meant but he hugs raj back right <laughs> he's like oh this is nice this is nice
1: <laughs> yep he's searching for affection
0: right i love that scene where uh-huh. he's uh just kind of nodding and then he, he goes ahead and heads hugs back and he goes is that her perfume?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Raj didn't pick up anything on, on his conversation with Penny. He only heard what little bits and pieces that he could hear while he wasn't daydreaming. And as the audience, we, we don't hear the whole
0: conversation, but we, we get the impression that eh, she's not the type to stay angry for long. And she actually does enjoy their company and likes them as neighbors, right? So we know that she's kind of wanting to forgive them.
1: I feel like she had a very life altering epiphany in that stairwell, just listening. And sometimes like that's what therapy is. Sometimes you just need to say the words out loud and actually Mm -hmm. hear yourself and think about what the issues really are. And that's what she did. She was just kind of talking. She didn't have anybody interrupt her. She didn't have anybody chime in their opinions. She kind of, it was a great moment of self-discovery for, for Penny.
0: Able to put her thoughts into a logical order and understand what yeah. she's feeling, right? Because emotions are confusing like that. You don't, just because you feel something, you don't understand why you're feeling it. And just because you're hearing something, you don't understand exactly why you're hearing it, but it might be hormones, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to the research, according to the IQ point, at least.
1: (laughs) You're on the way to a PhD, my my friend.
0: Oh, no, no. If I get a PhD, I can't come back. (laughs) I guess I have to
1: find a new host.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. And so Leonard writes a letter and starts to put it under her door. It's an apology letter, right? And she opens up the door and he decides to read it to her. And I, I love this because... His apology has a lot to do with death and radiation, right?
1: Yep. A lot of like he is associating his regret with someone like the worst atrocities in the world. (laughs) He mentions Oppenheimer who he's referring to Robert Oppenheimer. He was an American theoretical physicist that that was responsible for the research and design of the atomic bomb. And then he mentions Madam Curie who has a um who died of radium poisoning she was a polish-born french physicist she was the first female to win a nobel prize and her focus of study and research was with radioactivity and that is what caused her leukemia and her death so we're picking up
0: that he feels pretty bad but also having a little hard time comparing his uh cleaning her apartment with uh the ramifications of radiation poisoning and nuclear weapons, right? Yeah. <laughs> not quite on the same level. But I respect him for feeling that deeply
1: about the situation. Yeah, honestly, I would feel like shit too. I would too, yeah. No, I would uh that would be. Really like that that hurt. is a that is a serious breach of trust. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just no matter who they are, like, well, Maybe if they're like a family member or something like that, if like my brother gave me a key, I could, well, no, no, I take that back. I wouldn't go into his house and clean.
0: I was going to say, uh, I've had, you know, again, with my dad being, uh, the clean OCD that he'll come to my house and clean stuff up. I'm like, where did you put this or that? And he's like, oh, I threw it away. I'm like, you can't just throw stuff away because you're cleaning. (laughs) Like that's, uh yeah did you throw uh, away your phd that's where my phd went <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm back on the show <laughs>
1: wait so has he done like does he do that when you're around or did he do that while you're sleeping
0: uh you know usually i'm awake but it's usually like when i'm uh you know through my life uh you know maybe sometimes while i'm sleeping uh Sometimes where I'm out and about, uh, he kind of got the nickname as the garbage man in my family because he would throw away stuff that, to him, it's like meaningless because it's somebody else's. He's like, this is taking up room on the kitchen table. I don't know what it is. I don't care. So out it goes. And uh, he's had to work on that a little bit because you can't just throw away other people's stuff. Um, (laughs) He has gotten better. I I give him credit for that. But um, definitely definitely uh some cleaning issues there and missing my phd now (laughs) and and, you know we get to the point where uh leonard is reading the note and penny just stops him because she's already come to terms and she's like it's okay we're okay and we're good i
1: think it helps that he showed how remorseful he really was i think it would be very different like if sheldon went back over it might be like a not gonna happen. But I think because yeah. it was Leonard. Um and she she know, has a soft spot that like she could instantly tell that he's like a good guy. And she should give him more of the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Sheldon could um really offer an authentic apology
0: because in his mind he did the right thing, right? There's he doesn't yeah. understand
1: why they're all so mad. That it was a dirty but apartment and he fixed it. <laughs> but at the same time it's like they never really officially offered an explanation to her they never officially explained you know what sheldon's a little psycho this was gonna drive him crazy and i have to live with crazy (laughs) so yeah I, i get the feeling that she's starting to
0: understand that it's just this uh i'm trying to understand just what does she understand that uh these guys are a little bit off the wall. But, you know, she's a little bit off the wall, too, in her own way, just different ways. Uh, but I think she is
1: starting to connect and understand them quite a bit already. And yeah. she'll get she'll have plenty of opportunities to understand them more. And then we uh,
0: jump forward to the final scene where the guys are all assembling furniture in her apartment, right?
1: Yep. They got some IKEA furniture. So... Penny tells them, like, "You know, you don't have to help me out with this. She rebuilt a tractor when she was twelve and that she grew up on a farm. A little bit more about Penny's background, and Howard looks at the directions and he kind of freaks out and says that they have no creativity or imagination with the way that it should be built, and that's why Sweden has no space program no space program which is <laughs> which is actually false that is actually really? not true they actually do have a space program it is huh? the swedish national space agency snsa which was formed in 1972 so they've actually had a space program for a long time so
0: i was gonna say you, if it yeah. was developed in 2008 uh the
1: show would be correct but it predates the yeah. show so fair enough yeah. fair enough they probably just threw it in there because it was they thought it would be funny
0: it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: we get to you know that talk about Sheldon and Leonard had earlier that guys only do favors for girls when they want to have sex, right? And what we have here is Penny is trying to get their attention and they're all focusing on improving these schematics, these pictographs, right? And Penny goes, it's hot. I'm going to take off all my clothes. And nobody turns around, which shows they're doing this not because they want to have sex, but because they like doing the favor in itself.
1: Yeah, I thought about that, too. (laughs) Like, they just have, they have this need to exercise their brains.
0: Yeah. It's exercising their brains. It's a fun activity. And they go all out on it. Did you pick up uh,
1: any of the tips or ideas that they were going with to improve it? They wanted to add a stereo behind the flat screen TV. That was a big source of like where they were trying to kind of recreate this, this entertainment center where it was a flat screen TV. So there was a lot of wasted space so they could add a stereo behind it. Which means she actually got her TV back.
0: That's what I was gonna say. She got her TV back, (laughs) and she has a flat screen. Last time we were talking about, was it a big CRT heavy one or was it a small flat screen?
1: She has a flat screen back. Well, to be fair, that doesn't mean that it's light. That's (laughs) because back in back in two thousand seven, like I had a flat screen, and that that was that's I still own it. I still own like I have mine. It was a forty two inch. And my my wife has a 42-inch as well. And they're both heavy as hell. Uh, they're, like, at least, like, 60, like 60, 70 pounds for, like, this small thing. So it's, like, so dense and thick. Wow. For a flat it's like screen, it's thick. Pure lead inside it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, why is this so heavy? <laughs> it's so thin but so heavy. This yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like it's it's nothing like flat screen TVs today. We actually just got like this a pretty large one, like fifty six inches. Mm-hmm. Like about like a two years ago. And that thing like was is so light. Mm-hmm. Like I could just like lift it over my head. Like, oh my god. <laughs> That's how I was putting
0: a it's like a forty inch uh TV up in my office and I'm like, I can do this myself. Uh, I lifted it up and assembled it and hooked it up. And I'm like, wow, these things are really light. Uh, you know, the box says use two people. I'm like, nah, I got this myself. But uh, Maybe that's I'm not a, the I'm smartest. I'm like
1: Sheldon Leonard. I ain't phoning a friend. Yeah, I don't need to phone a friend. I got
0: this. I'm, I'm <laughs> strong, right? And it's 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 still hanging there. So I feel like I did a good job. <laughs>
1: It's so light you didn't even need anchors. Yeah. It's just I taped it on, duct taped it. <laughs> For anybody out there, please use an anchor when yes. you're hanging your TV. And, and phone a friend. Don't don't try to do it yourself.
0: <laughs> this is how we hurt ourselves. Uh, yeah. and I'm I'm curious. They mentioned putting her stereo behind her TV, but you know, the first thing I thought of, uh, I can't consider myself a true audiophile, but I love music and I love getting the best sound I can. Wouldn't putting the stereo behind the TV, like kind of screw up the acoustics or the noise, like it would start reverberating in the entertainment Absolutely. System. It's going to be very echoey. It's going to be yeah. very muffled. Unless they're talking about just putting the receiver, but I think they're talking about the actual stereo. I thought so too. Yeah. So I was kind of, Confused why they would make that recommendation, but they do, and they do bring up the idea of yeah. having a external sensor for the remote control, right? A uh, photocell, and they start getting into the heat sinks and heat buildup of the audio equipment. My thought is, if it's just a stereo, it's not going to have enough audio or heat to really worry about, but. They they offer a few tips, right? What, what, what did you pick up on the tips they offered?
1: Um, Just that they wanted to do a cooling system, and mm-hmm. they wanted to get like some piping and everything. Liquid I kind of just stopped after that. I was kind of just blown away that Penny got her TV back. That's
0: fair. <sighs> I didn't do much of a dive on this, but I do know that they first bring up fans, and fans are inefficient with handling heat and very noisy. And I agree with this because, uh, you know, I'm thinking of my PlayStation 3. For some reason, it's broken. and The fan's just always on. And it's hard to hear movies because the
1: fan is that loud. It's kind of so, like when you build the PC or something like that. Like a lot of like large towers, they mm-hmm. have like multiple fans and they mm. are very loud.
0: Very loud. And so instead they choose to go with liquid cooling and they talk about rounding the unit if there's liquid involved and having a dip, drip tray and have you ever had a pc that was liquid cool i've, I've seen no. them i've never done one myself though
1: maybe the if most I a advanced PhD. that i got is <laughs> when i built my the most advanced that i got is when i built my pc i bought oh. the the shell and i made sure that it was a plastic clear so i could put install some lights so it would glow the leds the extent, right uh, Yep. Yeah. that's the extent that that i've gone <laughs> uh
0: and then part of this deep dive is not deep dive semi shallow dive is i do have a couple of receivers for surround sound and one of them is an onkyo and i love onkyo but this particular one has a warning sign on top saying do not touch while on because according to my research they say that you can expect it to normally run about 138
1: degrees fahrenheit per receiver
0: right it is hot to touch um and i used to have it in an entertainment system with about an inch or two on the sides and it has not impacted the life of it i have had it for like 15 years um But it does get hot, and I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure if they actually need liquid cooling for a TV
1: and a stereo. If I didn't need it, so they were pretty much overthinking everything exactly and making it in their attempts to make it efficient, they made it inefficient,
0: yeah. And they stopped paying attention to Penny, who says she's going to take her clothes off because they're so wrapped up with it.
1: Not the first time that the boys will be overthinking things. <laughs> and I love Howard's line, "Hold on, honey, men at work."
0: Men at work.
1: <laughs> because that's that's how intellects flex their muscles. That's how mm. they they show their guns, like, "Yeah, I'm redesigning this. Yeah, liquid cooling. <laughs> Aluminum side
0: panels, right?" <laughs> <laughs> And they all take off. And I, I love the last line from Penny where uh, she actually appreciates the cleaning.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, <"Yeah, laughs> it does look really good in here. <laughs> it does look nice in here. And uh, this really isn't a spoiler, but from that there on out, her, her apartment is a lot more organized. She keeps it more organized. Interesting. Yep. So that well, was in episode two. That was episode two. Mm-hmm. Nice job. We completed our second episode. And so far we so have how you f- one point for Ryan is Sheldon and one point for Ryan is not Sheldon. All right. So are you going to make an Excel spreadsheet or, or do I?
0: Oh, I, I can take care of this. I, I, I think I figured <laughs> I know Excel. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> hey, what
1: did nice. you think of this episode?
0: Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I I, I thought we... uh are doing a great job with our little IQ points
1: and uh, doing dives and discussing those. I enjoy that. Yeah, I really do too. Like the research has been like a lot of fun. I feel like I'm learning a lot and I mm-hmm. hope that everybody li- listening is learning a lot too. Or at least a little bit. <laughs> That's all we can really hope for. We don't have <laughs> PhDs. So. Yeah. And I probably
0: never will. <laughs> yeah. Take that academia. Oh wait, no, <laughs> i'm in academia i teach
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what do you think is going to happen like what do you think is in store for our characters
0: you know my thought is the romance is going to blossom or build up and i'm guessing penny is probably going to get into a relationship with somebody and then realize that she has feelings for leonard towards the end of season one that's
1: my guess okay so you think that she's going to be dating somebody else and then it's going to click in her her romantic feelings for leonard yeah okay what about other characters what do you think about raj and howard Uh, you know from here and there i know more female
0: counterparts enter the show um i'm not sure how they enter or who they're going to date but um i kind of got the impression that there will be more romantic storylines going off um and they kind of find their own ways in some way shape or form but i I feel like sheldon might be by himself through the whole thing and he's okay with that
1: all right we Sheldon keep tabs on this and remember this (laughs) (laughs) yeah like there's a part of you that feels like he doesn't even need humanity in general
0: splendid isolation Great Warren Zevon song, <laughs> but Being in alone. the
1: twelve seasons that that we go, you actually do see some fun and enjoyable arcs amongst all the characters. You do see some growth. You see some setbacks. You see heartbreak. You see happiness. You see you see it all. Laughing, crying, joy and pain. Yep, <laughs> and that's why we're watching it for all the emotions, yep. right? That was the end of episode two. We did it. Woo-hoo. It's uh, And now, look forward to our next episode when we watch, review, and discuss episode three of season one, The Fuzzy Boots Corollary. Bye, everyone. Bye. Please remember to leave us a review. We are on Spotify, Apple, and Stitcher. This has been Theoretical Nonsense, the Big Bang Theory watch-along. No PhD necessary. Our intro and outro music are by Alex Burrell.